Thanks, Bam Bam. <laughs> Hi, Emily. I started it. <laughs> Hello. 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 I was also taking a drink. That's fine. I love it. I love these, you know, just off the cuff. Let's just get her rolling, whether a cat's munching or not. He's got a bunch of food right now. Again, he knows. He knows. When we start recording. Oh, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine because everything is fine. It's everything is fine. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't even know why you said it like that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't don't see an issue with anything that's going on. Do you? No. Pretty sure nothing has happened since we last recorded that made everything we were already upset about worse. Especially not in our lovely and very caring state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone here is um, pretty perfect. Mm -hmm. No one's ever done anything wrong. No. Um, All of the people in the state don't see color. Right. And I and I particularly, you know, who I really trust is the police of here. Absolutely. I feel very safe. Do you? Especially in the Kenosha area. Yeah. The Kenosha area is really doing great right now. So great. <sighs> and if you keep up the bit for that long, it's nope. exhausting. Um, nope. Everything sucks. Everything is <laughs> horrific it's really bad guys we were just talking when i first got here to set up about how like it's like airing all of the state's racist shitty dirty laundry yeah. in front of the whole nation and world. like we've never done anything that's been really bad enough to capture national attention like there is some shit that absolutely should have oh for sure because it was horrific oh yeah wisconsin has a very very bad past about a lot of different yeah. things but I don't think because the police chief has gotten away with so much shit because the sheriff there is also a piece of garbage Mm. along with a lot of the city officials Mm. and have been for years. And they're aware of this. Yeah. But uh, I don't think he was when he said the things he said, basically victim blaming for anyone who didn't see the article. Mm -hmm. He's used to not speaking on a national platform. Mm hmm. So he's used, he's gotten very comfortable in his white male privileged mind. Yeah. That no one was going to criticize what he had to say. No one ever had before. Nope. It's Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, all right. So, yeah, that's. Wisconsin's great. Yep. Great. Everyone's fine. Great. You, absolutely fine. Everyone listening to this knows everything that's going on. Uh, so it's not like we need to sit here and inform people necessarily, but yeah, just, you know, uh, nothing ever stops. And also (laughs) it's here now and that makes us pretty sad. Um, so, you know, we're doing our best, but, um, uh, yeah. Did you unplug (laughs) me? Okay. Oh my God. One day we'll have it right. Okay. We're fine. Oh my God. It was an accident. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, now I was like, why can I only hear you in this ear and not in this ear? <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Um, wow. Please, your announcement once more, good ma'am. <laughs> so, I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. Unplugging me. I'm so sorry. So rude. Yes. So now I'm not sad about it. Wow. I gave you the option when you walked in. Mm-hmm. Of beer, wine, or cheese for your drink tonight. And uh-huh. like the fool that you are. I am. This was a foolish choice. I did pick cheese. Yes. You can see a picture of the cup because we're drinking out of basically not red solo cups. Yes. 
blue solo like cup. Blue. They're very cute. Yeah. Um, but then there's just like a, there's a, a little plate paper cheese. plate. There's a little paper plate on top and just <laughs> one piece of cheese <laughs> on a toothpick. Hey, <laughs> I, I kept it classy. I just I, I included mean, the toothpick. How afraid on a scale of one to Malort should I be of this drink? A negative three. Okay, so I shouldn't be afraid of the drink. No. Just the presentation. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I found something I forgot I had in the fridge, so. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't love that either, though, is the thing about it. The Except it's me. So, you'll it'll click when you taste it. Okay. Of what I could have forgotten I had in my fridge. Oh, sure, sure. That's fair. Do I need to like eat it with the cheese like no. is the cheese necessary i just figured this is something that people get at the beer wine and cheese festival sometimes oh okay if they don't drink beer sure okay um are we ready we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do Let's taste do to taste ready? oh yeah ready i'm not looking at it okay is it just champagne yeah okay fuck yeah <laughs> i would totally eat that with this cheese right mm -hmm. that's why i paired it with the cheese real shit I should not be eating on this mic, no. but like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love a champy champ. Mm -hmm. I love being pleasantly surprised with a champ. Yeah. It's That's what happens at my house. Almost always. No, almost yeah. always. I'm actually, I can't remember the last time I was here and wasn't surprised with some champ. <laughs> of some kind. You just always got it around. I also Ooh. have the wine and the beer as well ready to go. Because I wasn't kidding when I gave that option. <laughs> I believed you. All right. Should we just like get into it or? Yeah. So with everything going on, we were both like, hey, we're really bad at focusing right now. I'm so fucking lonely. And without talking about it, we both kind of did the same thing of gathering like little things mm -hmm. over a big thing. Right. Yeah. Like an overarching topic that held our attention for a period of time. But was hard to find one central survival story around, I'm assuming, for you as well? Nope. Oh, really? But I had a topic. Okay. Yeah, I could not, uh, not for lack of trying, I mean, I was on page five of Google results, <laughs> but, like, people don't talk publicly about this that much, so it was hard to find of anything other than, like, shortened accounts of other people saying what people have been through. Yeah. Um... So, I did my best. I do have some first-hand accounts-ish, first or second-hand, and then, but I also kind of have a history of this issue that I wanted to talk about, mm -hmm. and I got to educate myself on this while I was doing this, and I'm, I'm excited to educate other people. All right, let's do this. So, the thing that made me interested in this topic was because I have started watching a new TV show, and that's... Um, that's how I find out all the stuff I know. And that TV show is called Lovecraft Country. Hmm. It is really cool and horrifying. It's um, it's on HBO. Okay. Which I steal from my dad. Don't come for me. I steal it like a good millennial. <laughs> um, but it's really interesting. It is about, and to be honest, I've seen one episode and the trailers, so I'm not going to be like, it's about all of, I don't know that shit. The shit is jacked. It's called Lovecraft Country for a reason. There are Lovecraftian monsters in it for sure, but it is also about a black family, um, and the main character's father has like disappeared to a specific spot in the country and said like, I found your like our like birthright as a family, and I'm going to need you to come and meet me here. And 
so far is a big old mansion. But what I really want to talk about is before any of that shit happens, the entire first episode is these three main characters traveling from their home in Chicago to this place that they're told to go to. And it, the entire episode is about how difficult it was to travel. It's like during the Korean War. Mm. So what is that, 50s? 50s, Yeah, I think. Right. Um, so what ends up happening, first of all, one of the main characters, his name is Atticus, and his uncle George runs a magazine, um, sort of, like a booklet for black people who want to travel safely. And it's a place of stops in the country where that are safe to stop at, gas stations, hotels, things like that, and places to stay away from. Hmm. And I was like, that is so fascinating. I have never thought about like, oh my God, yeah, it must have actually been very hard to travel when like anywhere at any time could be very dangerous if you are a black person in the 50s. And then I was like, oh, my God, why have I never thought about that before? Because <laughs> you're a white person. Right. Like, um, I was you like, oh, shit. up in that era. Right. And no but my one. my dad did. Yeah. Oh, my God. I bet in he would have South. some stories. Yeah. But and like no one teaches you that either. No. Like, we they don't talk about, about it. Right. Um, and, and it gets even more. It, it kind of just blew my mind even more because at one point in the episode, Okay, like, spoiler alert, the white people are the monsters in this episode and probably I'm the entire shocked. show. Like, there are literal Lovecraft monsters, but those ones are not as scary but as I mean, the white Lovecraft people. But I mean, Lovecraft was also, like, super, super racist, racist. Yep. so this doesn't surprise me. Yeah, right? I know. It's like... I was waiting for it. <laughs> for sure. They That's, like, one of the first things they bring up is, mm-hmm. like, this guy's reading Lovecraft, and everyone's like, you know he's super racist, right? And he's <laughs> like, I know. Fuck off. I'm doing it on my own ter- Shut up. <laughs> but, so... <laughs> so... They run into um, a horrible sheriff, mm. and they are. It's getting dark, and they're just trying to get out of a, a certain area, and they're lost, and they can't find what they are looking for. And this man pulls them over, mm-hmm. and he tells them that you are in a sundown county, and you have seven minutes until sundown. And if you don't get out of this county in that amount of time, I am by law allowed to do whatever I want to you because you're not supposed to be here after dark. And I was like, hey, what? Um, first of all, I highly recommend watching this episode of the show, but also just like be very careful. <laughs> like, it's like really upsetting. <laughs> it's re- like the most suspenseful, scary part of the entire episode is them trying to get away from this man in like a slow way, because he can't go over 25 miles an hour. He has exactly this amount of time to get out of the county. The guy is following them. It's, aw- it's awful. Like literally vampire monsters chase them later, and it's not as awful as this scene. So, like, do be careful about, like, your mental health and shit, but it's really fascinating. And I was like, all right, we're going to just go Google some sundown shit. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is sundown towns. Uh, it's uh, fucked up. It is really fucked up, you guys. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe a bunch of people know a bunch about this, but I did not. And if you are like me, then just fucking listen up. Sucks. Sucks. Bad topic. But let's do this. <laughs> let's learn a thing. So, a sundown town is any organized jurisdiction that for decades kept African Americans or other groups from living in it and thus is all white on purpose. From about 1890 to 1968, almost a hundred years. 
of US history, white Americans established thousands of towns across the United States. I would argue they still exist. Yeah, no, n- yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would agree oh. <laughs> from what I have seen. <laughs> you are, yeah, there is a Gonna man. Keep drinking. <laughs> just, yeah, just put it, put it, put it in you. Um, Don't worry. There is a man who has done a lot of extensive like research on this and speaks about it around the country and has written books. His name is James Lowen. And uh, he wrote a book that I saw quoted and referenced everywhere. It's called Sundown Towns, A Hidden Dimension of American Racism. It's sorry for the crispy crunchies again. Mushu woke up. Oh, Mushu. Hi, Benny. <laughs> Sometimes you got to have a munch. After he got that. trapped in Cat's room. <laughs> oh it's fine. God. He chose it. Well, yeah, I'm sure he was Tiny asleep. asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... So he is the one who makes the point of calling these places all white on purpose. Mm. Uh, that's like his his main thing that I saw and like everybody was quoting that specific thing as like here's how we describe this these towns. It was only white people. And they that wasn't just like a ha 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 isn't it just so like there's no black people here like <laughs> I wonder how it got that way. Like we have a lot of areas of the Midwest where it's it's oh. a lot of white people. It's just pockets of white people. And and sometimes I think we think about it in kind of like a, oh, aren't we so podunk and adorable? Yeah. But no, we should think about why that is. Um, there's like a lot of reasons why yeah. that would be. Um, I can speak from experience of being up north at a friend's cabin in one of those podunk towns. <laughs> mm-hmm. We went to a store to get supplies mm-hmm. and we stopped at this like higher end cheese store nice. and the entire time i was in there with them i was getting stared at Ooh. i was the only black person in our friend group and i was the only black person in that room oh i bet where it's just like wow we don't yeah we don't see many black like, people around these parts tell you to mm. go but i'm gonna make you feel so fucking uncomfortable for even just breathing in my presence <laughs> that you're not gonna come back right yeah yeah that's yeah. That still happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I 100 percent believe that. Uh, that was less than five years ago. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm yep. sure it would unfortunately happen today too. Yep. So, so yes, one of the main reasons, one of the several reasons why you know if you're in one of those towns where it's like three percent black people, maybe look at why. It might be <laughs> redlining. <laughs> might be school discrimination. Yeah. Might be a former segregated past. Might be that your town used to be or still is a sundown town. Mm-hmm. Take a look. Mm-hmm. Do some Googling. It's in a book. Yeah. Reading King Rainbow. <laughs> so Reading racist rainbow. <laughs> uh, sundown towns are also called sunset and sometimes gray towns, apparently. Um, again, like these have been around for nearly 100 years, and there are literally thousands of them. And a lot of towns in the more recent decades have been starting to grapple with like, oh, this is a part of our history as a municipality and we need to deal with that. Yeah. Which is interesting. The video of a council meeting somewhere in Michigan Mm. that they're trying to address diversity and their lack of diversity because they were, I didn't look at the municipality, but they were probably something akin to a sundown town beforehand. And like the mayor was like, well, we want to bring in more diversity. We want to welcome other families. Mm -hmm. And one of the council candidates was like, no, no, I'd prefer to keep it white. Thank you. Wow. 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 And it's like, you wonder 
how towns get to be that way, it's like, it's because everybody was like that before. And yeah. still a lot of people are. <laughs> and the shit that's happening today was learned generationally. Mm -hmm. The civil rights movement wasn't that long ago. Those people are still alive that were screaming in other people's faces. Mm -hmm. And those fuckers went and had kids. Right. Their children are running shit yeah. right now. Yep. Yeah. It's. Everyone keeps like Pikachu facing it. Like, I don't know how this happened. How did we get this way? It's like, well. <laughs> Take a fucking look. It gets a little, a little better with each generation. But like, it takes people a long time to die. And yeah. the same with their shitty bad ideas. Yep. So. Here we are. Here we are. So, yeah. Anyways, sundown towns. Yeah. So, this is actually, like, I, I read parts of an academic paper on the subject. It was called The Importance of Sundown Towns. And it states, you know, even though sundown towns were everywhere, almost no literature exists on the topic. No book has ever been written about the making of all white towns in America. And uh, then the cited sources, like, except for this one historical document, which is... James <laughs> Lowen's book. Mm. But like it's not exactly about the making of them either. No one no one really knows. There's nothing written about like it's not like every town in America went, we will now all be racist in the same way no. across the country. The weirdest thing about these things that we I learned is that there are almost none in the South. Uh the South probably just had other ways of being racist that they, they were, were very comfortable with. It. Yeah, for sure. And um, also, like, I mean, there was also the Great Migration. Like, mm -hmm. black people didn't just stay in yeah. the South <laughs> as like, much. Like, the thing is, it's like with black people in the South, like, it's gotten better. But it mm -hmm. used to definitely be, like, a cluster of black people and then a cluster of white people. Mm -hmm. And then it just, it didn't, you didn't mix. Right. So when, but when you get all these like black families moving from the South to the North, there's yeah. still plenty of fucking racist people in the North who all went, well, not my town. But you can the, come wherever you want, but not my town. But the North has been painted as this beautiful mm -hmm. union of harmony and welcoming. Because, yeah, because we fought the Civil War and we yeah. weren't for enslaving. Um, so we must be perfect and good. Yeah. When, like, no, so many of these towns. Okay, like, literally, he, James Lowen again was like, I have found three sundown towns in all of Mississippi. I'm up to 507 in Illinois. Like, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. So... We're not immune and, in fact, are mostly the problem, especially the Midwest. Oh, God. Oh, my God, it's bad here. Yeah. It's really bad. There's there's hundreds that were in Wisconsin, too, but Illinois is like, holy shit, what was yeah. wrong with Illinois? <laughs> it's <laughs> a neighbor of Indiana. Oh, yeah, and there's also a ton <laughs> of shit wrong with Indiana. Sorry, guys. Look, we just need to get a little bit off our chests. We're feeling pretty bad right Indiana, now here in Wisconsin. <laughs> Indiana is the only state I've ever seen that had a drive through church oh oh indiana. so indiana fucking sucks indiana fucking sucks <laughs> sorry anybody from indiana also it's the worst state. indiana has gary indiana which is at least used to be the murder capital of the world and it smells like farts 24 7 <laughs> not safe to drive through it's super not no especially at night mm -hmm. like you can't stop anywhere for long enough mm-hmm it's um, and you have to treat red lights as a suggestion <laughs> rather than the law. <laughs> I just remember that jumped. being one of the saddest, grayest, ugliest towns I've yeah. ever driven through. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. I'm sorry, guys. And it's so close to Indianapolis, and it's just like, how does this work? <laughs> how did you? So the Midwest is fucked up. Um, it's all really fucked up. Um, and everyone's really nice to your face most of the mm -hmm. time. 
And that's the most terrifying thing. Oh, yeah. But they'll do whatever behind your back. They'll Mm -hmm. kick you out of the church. They'll get you fucking fired. They Mm -hmm. don't care. They will (laughs) slash your tires. They will shoot you in the back. Mm -hmm. They just don't like confrontation. But, you know, they don't have to like you. No. So um, some some notable and interesting uh, sundown towns in the area, specifically closer to us. I'm scared. Effingham, Illinois, um, Mm. which was notable because to this day... It is still 97.6% white, 0.5% black, and then the rest is like other non-white people. (laughs) Another notable town is called Anna. It's in southern Illinois. It is notable because um, the name Anna is, it's A-N-N-A. The town name literally stands for Ain't No N-Words Allowed. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. The town is still called that. Everyone in the town knows it's called that. Most people don't love it, but no one's just gone, we should fucking change our town name. This is really bad. Can you imagine, though? No. Being so fucking petty that you name your town that? Like I've met people who, if they had the power, they would. Imagine being so fucking small and insecure. <laughs> you mean Christ. like all of the men on Facebook crying <laughs> about Black Lives Matter? Yes. And how hard it is to be a cop. Move to Anna, you fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move to Anna. I'm sure they have a great police force uh, that's um, super kind and generous and caring. To you. Yeah. <laughs> Wine or beer? Um, beer. Thank you so much. Um, I just have two more notables. Hit me. Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh, what? It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I wasn't ready for yeah. that. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. I know. Last one. La Crosse, Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I I didn't expect, (laughs) I didn't know how you were going to react. What the fuck? Um, I shit you not, I had, I was yelling in my house alone. Like, Jake was at work, and I was reading over the guy's website. James Lowen has his own website, and on there is a section for lacrosse wisconsin <laughs> i was like shut the fuck up no <laughs> like yeah the town where we live right now was a sundown town and i will come back to that i <laughs> i'm really sorry i <laughs> I mean, I've never had any great illusions about this area being like stellar, magnifico, let's get oh, it, for girls. Sure. Like, like, hell yeah, we're so progressive over here. Like, no one's ever said that. <laughs> but, like, I was also part of, for a little bit, they did this whole movement of educating the community on black owned businesses that were in the area and the history of those hell people. Yeah. So I just kind of assumed we weren't going to be on the fucking list. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem with uh, being in the Midwest or the Northeast or parts of the West is that um, really flip a coin, dude, it's 50-50 whether your town was a fucking sundown town or not. So we came up on the wrong side of that coin. I am going to come back to that in a way that I hope is a little more hopeful. So just like do not give in to despair. I want to talk briefly about something that I mentioned that comes up in um, Lovecraft Country, but was also a real thing. Um, 
that there was a person who created a booklet that helped black people travel throughout the country, which was really cool. I was glad that that was not a creation of the show. Um, in, in real life, it was called The Green Book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The full name is The Negro Motorist Green Book. But um, it was first sold in 1936. It was started by a postman from Harlem named Victor Green. He seems very cool. He was mostly just like, I think people should travel, and it's fun to travel, and you should feel safe while you do that. So I dedicated my fucking life to this. It, um, it ran for 30 years. It mainly documented um, the sites along Route 66. Okay. Main highway. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, yeah, it, it specifically laid out um, different businesses. Sometimes they were black-owned businesses, but otherwise just ones that were safe. Hotels mechanics, um, shops, grocery stores, gas stations, restaurants. Uh, places where that you need to stop. No matter how well you plan your trip, sometimes you need to stop. Mm-hmm. And when and w- the, one of the big things about black travel that they talk about is like you, you had, first of all, you packed most of your food because you might not find a restaurant that is okay with serving you on the way. You also bring extra gas. <laughs> but like, if you need to stop, you needed to have that green book. Yeah. Because you needed to know where was safe and where was really, really, really not. And one article did say, like, this was pretty, I just thought this was a good phrase for what it seemed like black people faced every time they got in the car to go somewhere more, you know, outside of their own city, which was violent racist attacks were real possibilities for black travelers. Humiliation and intimidation were almost guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, at any time, if they didn't know where they had walked into, they could face the humiliating circumstances of being just refused service. Yep. Which is, like, the smallest thing that could happen to them and is still really shitty. Yeah. And would feel awful. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. So, like, just avoiding that is nice. That would ruin your fucking day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is helpful. Um, and a lot of people traveled with this green book. It ran, like I said, for 30 years. Um, I should mention, I guess, that they, like along Route 66 alone, there were 89 counties that included sundown towns. So like, if you were traveling on Route 66, this was basically like a must-have. Because <laughs> like, mm. you never knew what you were going to be driving through at yeah. any given time. You had to plan your entire day. You could not be in the wrong place at sundown. When the sun went down, you had to have a place to be already. Because, you know, again, flip a coin, 50-50 shot, you were in a place where they can and would hurt you yeah, or run you out of town, and sometimes they would lynch you. That has happened. And they, you know, they completely believe it's within their jurisdiction to legally do that. Yeah. Because they're a sundown town. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just... And also black people aren't people. <coughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, no law actually gave them the ability to fucking do that, but no one cared. No, because black lives don't matter. Black lives n- do not matter. And the police were the ones who were helping fucking make, get that done. So, shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked. Who was going to stop them? Fucking the no police. One. Yeah, right? Who are you going to call? good eggs. <laughs> yeah. Those, those good, good ones. All the good apples in the sundown towns. Uh, Yeah. Um, the, the Green Book eventually stopped publishing in 1966. Quote from Victor Green, who made it. Uh, there will be a day, sometime in the near future, when this guide will not have to be published. 
That, mm. yeah. That is when we as a race will have equal opportunities and privileges in the United States. It will be a great day for us to suspend this publication, for then we can go wherever we please. It just like really sucks to think about like how much people could not just go wherever they wanted. Literally, when I, before a lot of things happened and when Trump was still in the beginning of his presidency, I had wanted to do a road, excuse me, a road trip down to New Orleans. All right. And the biggest thing was like, oh, we need to avoid this whole state. Yeah. Like we're going to drive around this state mm-hmm. because Trump was president. Racism was getting bad. Right. Or at least it was just crawling out of the shitty little yeah. corners where yeah. it always was. Yeah, for sure. Violence against people of color was getting on the rise to the point where, like, the basically the human rights organizations in the South were like, hey, don't come, don't come here. here. Yeah. I think I actually, part of one of the articles I just saw today was a reminder of, like, here's here's a calendar of all the hate crimes that happened throughout the year. The day after the 2016 election, they tripled. Mm-hmm. There were so many fucking hate crimes yeah. Yeah. then and for the rest of that month. Yep, it was bad. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I do have a couple of firsthand accounts. Okay. Nothing crazy. Uh, again, these are, though they're first or second hand accounts, and it's more just like this was pretty typical shit. But this is from um, Candace Taylor. Um, she has an, uh, an article in The Atlantic called The Roots of Route 66. She is a historian. And Candace explains, um, even for like upper and middle class black people, things were really dangerous. Like that didn't matter. Yeah. In fact, if you showed off that you made money too oh. much, oh god, absolutely not. No, you because c- then you're you superior not. to the blue collar workers looking at you, thinking, "How are you got my job?" Right. Exactly. Exactly. So they like black people even had to consider not buying a car as nice as they could afford. Mm-hmm. They had to go with like older models just so that nobody thought they were getting uppity about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a quote from her. In the 1950s, my stepfather, Ron, experienced this firsthand as a child. His father had a good job with a railroad and owned a nice car. After being stopped by a sheriff while on vacation with his family, the sheriff asked Ron's dad where he got the car. Knowing better than to say it was his, Ron's father pretended to be a chauffeur. Mm. When the sheriff asked about the other people in the car, Ron's dad pretended they weren't his family. He said the woman sitting next to him, his wife, was his employer's maid, and he was taking her and her son, Ron, home. The sheriff asked, where's your chauffeur hat? Ron's dad was ready. He had one in the car. Oh, shit. Hanging right back there, officer. That was actually something that the Green Book recommended was that every black person ca- travel with a chauffeur's hat in the car. So that at any point, if you get pulled over, you can say, I'm just doing some errands for some nice white folk that I'm sure you'll love. Like, <laughs> that was easier than explaining, well, sir, I'm a self-possessed human being who owns a <laughs> car. I paid money for this thing. Right. I didn't steal it. I've got Thank a fucking you. job, weirdly. <laughs> I know you'd prefer I didn't. But uh, <laughs> I just did a Google because that reminded me of something. Oh, really? So back in like the late 80s, early 90s, 
when my mom and my dad were still friends and like so it would have been like mid mid 80s like they were dating at that point and he had to drive through Whitefish Bay which is a suburb of Milwaukee and you which call is it... also known as White Folks Bay yeah. or White Face Bay <laughs> oh and i just did a google if whitefish bay was a sundown town because he was driving through it mm-hmm. and got pulled over because he was black okay and they wanted to know why he was in town really yes to just get pulled over and be like, hi, what you doing yeah. here? Like, what like, do why you mean? are you here? What do you mean, what am I doing here? Like, yep. fuck you. Yep. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's an incredibly affluent oh area God, of the state. Oh, my God, it's so rich. It's where we went to get quiches because they had the nice supermarket. Oh, hell yeah. I've yeah. been to fundraisers there. Yeah. The people's houses are nuts. money. People's houses are so gross. So there's a famous part of Milwaukee called Lakefront Drive, mm-hmm. and that starts in Whitefish Bay. And it's this row of houses on Lake Michigan that are just stunning mansions. Of course, they're gorgeous, but also like, what the fuck? And they're <laughs> full of white people. Yeah, just and Jewish people. Chocks full of but them. like white Jewish people. Right, right. Because <laughs> that's also a predominantly wealthy group in Milwaukee. Yeah, I should mention actually that the Green Book was modeled after similar books made for Jewish people. Hmm. So there was, let's not forget, also a period of time when Jewish people also could not just, like, travel around and needed to know where it was safe for them, too. Yeah, and that's so spiking back up. Cool, yeah. There's been some hate crimes against Jewish-owned businesses lately. A hundred percent. You can't have one without the other. Like It's fine. The Nazis are gone. What are you talking about? There the are Republicans no Nazis. Told us they saved us from them. There are zero Nazis. There are zero I've Nazis. I've never met a Nazi before. Uh, all right yes it is worth noting before i move on from candace that again she's a historian um she's studying this specific topic and she's been pushing to find and like preserve the memory of the black friendly sites Hmm. in the green book because again some of them are black owned businesses from very early on yeah which is crazy but then also some of them just bear historical significance due to their importance to the black community people pass through all the time and had tons of stories and like some of that should just be preserved so she's trying to identify those sites and get them like marked which is really cool sweet hell yeah this is um, an account from Tanisha C. Ford. And her article was Learning the Racial Geography of Indiana as a Young Black Girl in the 1980s from Belt Magazine. And Tanisha remembers driving with her mother and her aunt on Christmas, and the adults started to argue in the front seat because the headlights had gone out in the car. Both headlights went out. It is dark, it's icy, it's fucking Christmas time. So Tanisha's mother, who is driving, is like, we have to pull over. I literally can't see. We have to fix the headlights. And Tanisha's aunt is like, girl, we can't stop. We're in Martinsville. And Tanisha did not know what that meant at Mm. first. But she just kept listening. And she says, no one in our car uttered the words sundown town. That was a language I'd come to know later in life. For now, I was getting a particular kind of geography lesson I didn't know where Martinsville was on a map in relation to Fort Wayne, but I was learning that I wasn't supposed to be there. I added it to a list that included Waynedale and Huntington, places I'd also heard the adults in my life say to stay clear of. She describes 
the experience of like pulling over at a gas station, like they decide they just have to. <laughs> she can't. They can't see. So they pull over at a gas station, and oh her God. mother explains the situation to the clerk. Again, it's like nothing crazy. It's nothing too traumatizing. But like, she says, "Mom and the clerk performed an awkward dance of human politeness as he led us into the gas station, so Mom could call my father collect." He offered us space to sit inside while we waited for my father to arrive. Aunt Janice was fixing her mouth to say, hell no, when my mother jumped in and politely declined his offer, saying we would wait in the car. And she states, like, no one bothered them. But, like, and she didn't feel like the, the clerk was openly hostile in any way, didn't feel dangerous. But she was, like, she remembered thinking, he is also not like the white people who come around to my house. He is very tinny in his politeness. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't want to be polite right now. Yeah. And just how uncomfortable the entire experience was. And mm -hmm. just feeling like her aunt be so, like, I'm not fucking going in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely no. not. I know that voice. Mm -hmm. I fucking know. I've heard that voice. And, like, you can't really explain it if you haven't experienced it. But it's very much you get an uh-oh feeling. For sure. Listening to their tone because it's usually clipped. Right. And they're overly nice. Right. Where it's like, I'm in the service industry, yeah. so I have to serve you. But yeah. um, I don't like that you're here. And if yeah. I wasn't on the job, I'd be calling you a name right mm -hmm. now. And also calling the cops and mm. telling them you stole something from my store. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So no one bothered them again. But Tanisha remembers that as a night when she realized that, like, the KKK wasn't just something from the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that her own family had had run-ins with racism that she was not aware of. She listened, like, while they were waiting for her father, her mother and her aunt were just talking in the car and answering her questions and telling stories from when they were in college. And um, some of the stories were just about parties and, like, cool black organizations and, like, places where they could be themselves, but then also stories about how they faced the KKK on campus and, and worse. Mm -hmm. This is a quote. The racial violence of the area was even more explicit for my family. My mom told me her brother, my uncle Howard, was beaten bloody in Martinsville when he, not being from the area, stopped to get food on his way to visit her at college. So, like, they're in the town where that happened to her uncle, like, ten years ago, before this. It's just shitty. It yeah. just really fucking sucks. Yeah. So... Even though, I, yeah, again, even though I haven't blatantly discussed it too much and, like, none of the firsthand accounts I was able to find describe any explicit violence, I also think that's kind of nice because maybe people don't need to be hearing about explicit violence against black people right now. No. <laughs> but we like, can just turn on the news. Exactly. Yeah, there's plenty of that shit. But it is important to note that, like, that was definitely a thing. Like, it wasn't just dirty looks and threats no. and shit like that. People took it further. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. People died sometimes. Yeah. Just one mention of one person. September 16th, 1968, a woman named Carol Jenkins was murdered in Martinsville, Indiana, while selling encyclopedias. She was stabbed to death, and uh, they didn't catch her murderer for 34 years. When he was found, um, it was actually by, I believe it was his daughter. It was a little mm. girl who witnessed the attack, and who, when she was 40 years old, was like, I'm pretty sure I saw 
some shit when I was little. Mm. And um, yeah, when they found the man who did it, he was uh, dying of cancer and he was deemed unfit to stand trial and he died three months later. So I mean, he's dead, so cool. But he did not, you know, face justice, which fucking sucks. So yeah, that's the kind of shit that can happen. So one last thing, on a little bit of a better note, as I, as I leave you from this story, and uh, hopefully maybe we get a little less depressing with yours. I, I don't <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. But I bring it up just to see, just to see your reaction. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Mine at least doesn't involve racism. Oh, for once. damn, all right. Huzzah. But I don't have the energy. That's also fair. So the whole lacrosse, being a sundown town thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I said, um, I found that information on James Lowen's Sundown Town's website. There was, there's like, it's all in these weird little sections. And one section was for recovering sundown towns, which included a list of sundown towns, former ones that had just recently held Black Lives Matter rallies in the wake of George Floyd's murder. Um, and like had different news articles of like, this former fucking sundown town is doing this now and they're trying to acknowledge it at the very least, which is why they made the list. And then like next to that in its own separate thing is La Crosse, Wisconsin pledges to transcend its sundown town past, which is when I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But it and one other town are the only ones that have this little box for themselves. And the quote in the box reads this. On December 8th, 2016, the mayor and former mayor of La Crosse, Wisconsin, signed a pa- and passed a resolution to acknowledge and transcend its past as a sundown town. Earlier on October 27th, 2016, La Crosse's Human Rights Council met before a large audience at City Hall and heard James Lowen speak on sundown towns, watched a video by Jennifer DeRocher, a graduate of UW La Crosse, on La Crosse as a sundown town, and heard the mayor give an apology for that history. Between 1890 and 1940, more than 150 towns and counties in Wisconsin, 150, (laughs) became sundown towns, places that were all white on purpose. La Crosse was one of these towns. To be sure, it stopped enforcing its ban, both formally and informally, some years ago. But this resolution clearly moves La Crosse, it starts to move La Crosse beyond its sundown past. I recommend it. This is James Lowen. I recommend this as a good starting model for other towns in the country. Like, at least pass a resolution. At least fucking apologize. Start there. <laughs> like, just acknowledge you fucked up real hard and were real racist for a really yeah. long time. And then, you did a bad job. Yeah. And then you can go on and do even more shit from there. But, like, start there. Just pretend. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see how far... That gets us, because, like, Cabot spoke mm-hmm. at one of the protests. Yeah. Like, one of the protests I went to, they called his office and were like, hey, we are getting together this date, this time. He is welcome to be there to speak to us and to hear our concerns. Mm-hmm. And he came. Yeah. So. Yeah. So We're doing great. Yeah. Look, I mean, at the very least, we can say we took down the Hiawatha statue we, we apologize did. for this thing. Now we just have a, maybe roughly 1,600 other things that we need to do. But that is one thing off the list. But that is, we did a couple of things. Yeah. Um, so it could be worse. Yeah. Because there I are some places that still name themselves after the N-word. It's fine. 
So yeah, there's my very depressing story of Sundown Towns. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that I ruined our town for us. Um, but it ruined itself first. So do you want a hard noise? Eat your fucking cheese. <laughs> 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 And now I did. <laughs> Emily was in like, I'm going to tell a story mode. And then I was like, I didn't actually press uh, record. Sorry. One second. Rude. Just take it back. Just take it back for a hot man. I can't. It's true. You're in performer <laughs> mode now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But started me. my monologue. Oh, God. Yes. I'm sorry. I've interrupted your monologue so many times. I'll just. just How dare it. you. Now this segment. Mm hmm. It's something I've entitled, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, other than trying not to develop agoraphobia. But here we are. Which one's that one again? The fear of going outside. Oh. Because outside is bad. Outside's Did bad. Did you know that? Outside like, is, is bad. Like a lot of reasons Yeah, right especially now. if you're black. Outside is yeah, uh, not if, great. Yeah. Can you imagine being black and high risk for COVID? Um, I can. I am. That's so good. That's great. Hello. Um, I actually do think you might want to be afraid of outside a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just like I am. I know there's okay. racist assholes in lacrosse. And I've they seen probably them with their Trump signs. Oh my god, absolutely. Those people one hundred percent have COVID also. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those <laughs> are houses to be avoided. They're definitely anti maskers. Oh, yeah. So But they want everybody else to comply with the laws and what people are saying and you know, if you just listen, you won't get <laughs> shot. But then they don't listen when people are like, Wear masks because yeah. it's an infringement on their rights. It's about freedom. But they're allowed to have, you know, infringements on their rights and speak about it, but I'm not anyways. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I think you hit the nail on the head. Yes, that is what they want. Yeah. They would prefer it if you just shut hypocrisy. the fuck up. <laughs> the hypocrisy of it the all. The hypocrisy of it all. And they're fine with it, and that's the problem. They don't understand because they choose not to understand. I because understanding would require empathy, and they don't have empathy because they are giant flaming pieces of shit who should yeet themselves off a cliff. And I think the worst ones, uh, there's got to be people out there who absolutely understand the argument, and they just don't care. They choose to ignore it. Yeah. They're just like, mm, it doesn't I don't suit, feel like... It doesn't serve my purpose. Yeah. I don't really like that. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Mmm, good shit. So, mm -hmm. in my effort, because I was proactive at one point in my life, and I have this list with tabs of all of these topics for me to talk about with, oh, yeah. like, my research started and, like, videos linked and articles linked. And I had one of those open. Mm -hmm. I was ready to go. I'm Fuck like, yeah. this is going to be a cakewalk. And then I couldn't focus. <laughs> it's been really bad the last couple days. Yeah, it's brown. Again, don't know why. But uh, No, no problem. No, no problem, Sarah. Happening. I don't see an issue. No. Uh, wasn't stressing about the possibility of one of the protesters in Kenosha being someone that I knew. Oh, yeah, no. No, I so, definitely see why that would never yeah, be an issue. Right. So. I want to die, by the way. Yeah. yeah. It'd just be faster. They're like, right. if 2020 could just end with an apocalypse, like, mm. I look for the release of Sweet Death mm. right now. Anyways. Like Hamilton says, now that's a lot less yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I was on Reddit looking through for some things. Why are you on there? Why? That's not helping back. you. It's not going to fucking help your mental state. I avoided certain boards. Okay, good. But I didn't avoid others. You need the fluffy, happy puppies board and nothing else. 
That is true. <laughs> is there an R fluffy, fluffy, happy puppies? <laughs> probably, but please. then some asshole is going to be on there with the video killing puppies. But like, please send us your happiest Reddit boards, please. Reddit. You know what? I'd also go. I'd I'd hella go for like serial killer stuff because like at that's least that's literally what I'm going to talk oh, about. That's oh, what I my went God. to. I completely get it because that's just one person who's really fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. well uh oh. Anyways, what is happening right now? <laughs> Like I said, I entitled this. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I've got, you're just going to follow my stream of consciousness through Reddit. I believe that's what I just made you do as well. So so we're good. First stream Mm -hmm. is I found a post that said anyone who fits the profile of a serial killer's preferred victim is technically a survivor of that serial killer. What are your thoughts on that? Um... I would say if they were in the same area at the same time as that person, yes. I, like, just because that I do a middle part mm-hmm. um, and have brown hair doesn't mean that, like, I'm a survivor of Ted Bundy. <laughs> like, you know? Like, <laughs> I wasn't around where yeah. he was. Yeah. I didn't go to the sorority house that like where he killed a bunch of people, you know? Yeah. Like, th- those people, ne- even near misses, even if they never encountered him but had the potential to, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, in a way. It's not quite the same, but it's like, yeah, kind of. But, like, not anybody. <laughs> not anybody who fits the profile. Depends. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. So that was my first room of consciousness, and mm-hmm. then there was a suggested board below it um, that requires a definition. Because this is something I've been kind of delving into in the last couple weeks, and I haven't really been telling anybody about it. But I fell down a really weird YouTube hole. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> I was like, should I be concerned? How many people can I text without Emily noticing about getting some sort of intervention together? <laughs> oh, weird YouTube hole. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's always what happens. Oh, once you hear what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going right, to get my messages so out. One sec. The definition. Create group chat. <laughs> <laughs> is hybrostophilia. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's a paraphilia. So it's one of, it falls under the umbrella of a paraphilia, <laughs> which, which is sexual arousal, facilitation, and attainment of orgasm that is responsive to and contingent upon being with a partner known to have either committed. An outrage, a cheater, liar, infidelities, or crime. So, hybristophilia specifically focuses on attraction to serial killers. <gasps> okay. And there's a Reddit board for it. Oh, my God. Of people Wait. talking about their hybristophilia. Oh, no, like actual, yes. for, like, I yes. have this and, oh. So, one of those was 20-year-old attempted murder survivor turned hybristophilia. Oh, my God, no fucking way. Was not attacked by a serial killer. Mm-hmm. It was their abusive ex-boyfriend. Okay. But they are now, quote, I'm attracted to the amount of destruction and disregard for humanity that serial killers have and their ability to overpower their victims. I learned about my attraction after, reali- after I realized how close to death I was. The feeling of being close to death made me more and more cautious about it. I eventually started watching about serial killers and found myself wanting to be closer to them in a sexual manner. I gotta wonder if it's something about the power. Like, I'm not 
Yes. But like she was powerless, and yes. like they t- they have the and power in the what they do. The other aspect of it is being attracted to the serial killers who are already in prison because they cannot hurt you. Yes. Okay. Fair. I mean, not fair. I, do, I still don't get it, but like I get it a little more. Like no but Tino shade. Okay. Because like sometimes they're attracted to killers and they're writing to killers, and those killers get out. Because the American judicial system is also great. Sometimes it's they're so great. Sometimes one, they're eligible for parole. Yeah. And then two, they get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucked up. And they're released back into society. And and then what? You've just been like, I just wish I could marry you. Well, so there are people that are talking to them. One person that I found is actually dating someone still after they got out of prison and was going to go move in with them. Oh. And said they were ride or die, which means they were willing to go and commit crimes with them if they wanted to. Or die, I guess. Yeah. Um, the die is more likely. Yeah. Um, okay. But they went through a list of, like, the women for the really, really famous serial killers, like Manson, mm. Night Stalker, a <laughs> bunch of people. Uh-huh. And, like, them marrying them while they're in prison and being advocates for their innocence. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many. There's a lot. Like, ones I don't even remember. Where yeah. Like, how the fuck is he married? Yeah. Like, how did he get married after all of this? Jesus and Christ. And what brought me down this trek is I discovered mm-hmm. through another YouTube hole I fell down when I was doing avoidance of real life things. All right. Creating group chat. <laughs> this time. I haven't read it, but there is fan fiction for serial killers. And there are. <laughs> yep, I see your face. I just. And there are a ton of Tumblr supporters. No. That are worse than like fandom stands. Because, like, at least fandom stands usually are sane. I mean, yeah. And also, I've like, the, the shit ones. ain't real. Yeah. So, like, it's okay. There's that realization of. The barrier. Right. Um, have you heard the term columbiner? Or the no. Ted Nation? Is that one about Bundy? Mm-hmm. Are these like these stand groups for... They want to fuck them. They wish they weren't the, dead. The columbine dudes? Yes. Oh, yes. They Col- write like the if I were there... You know, they wouldn't have shot me and I would have understood them. And serial killer fan fiction. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> and uh, uh, you have ruined my life. I, I guess. I'm so but upset. I, they oh, draw like, fan art and they make like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not on like. That's where the real apparently shit Apparently there's is. some of it on like archive of her own. Apparently. They were, they were talking about where to find it. Oh, no. But also Wattpad was huge. I fucking bet. Yeah. Um, I, I like to think AO3 has some fucking standards. No. But Wattpad's like whatever for real. <laughs> but, you know, they're talking about like how misunderstood they were. And there was a picture of somebody with a T-shirt that had one of the phrases that one of the Columbine shooters used to say standing at a plaque outside of the Columbine High School. Was it like a cool phrase? No. Or? And crying and talking about how much she loved them 
and how she wishes they weren't dead because like she loved one of them and I'm not gonna say which one because it's like they're gone and they right. need to be gone right what? and it was a horrific thing that happened is there any component of this where people think that like I could have helped them yes okay oh yeah there's the savior complex of like I would have been different uh, yeah, and I would if have I couldn't have helped person. them, I would have survived it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like, especially with like the Ted Nation, it's like you realize how horrific he was to his victims. And demoralizing and just sadistic. Right. You wouldn't have changed him. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. That You was, wouldn't have saved him. You wouldn't have survived. That was sort of the point about uh, Ted mm-hmm. and why we all remember him. He was a sadomasochist. He, he was, was disgusting. He was particularly heinous about how much he didn't give a shit about women, specifically. <laughs> like, he was also into necrophilia. So, like... Yeah, dude, he would have killed you. Yeah. And probably your money. Yeah. And I'm sorry he that... He broken every bone in your body. Right? Because that, like, that's kind of what he did. Yeah. He, he would have absolutely, utterly brutalized you, yeah. as he would to anyone else. Yeah. Um, but, uh... What is it yeah. that happens to people? I'm going to make your day worse. No. Again, <laughs> we're following my stream of consciousness here. So you were just going through weird sex stuff on Reddit <laughs> is what I'm hearing so far. Weird sex stuff with Emily. That's the new podcast. No. Hi, welcome to Weird Sex <laughs> Stuff with Emily. <laughs> you're just going to get mad. It, we, we stop being just My Favorite Murder and we start being the dollop, except it's just like weird sex stuff you found and then I don't know what the topic is going <laughs> to be about. <laughs> and I just freak out the God, whole time. I could probably do 50 episodes of really weird sex stuff I, that nobody wants to talk about. I would talk about it's it. it's awful. I would talk about it. and But for that one, we have to get high instead of <laughs> drink. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Like, I can't say it. <laughs> it's just to mix it up, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, Patreon <laughs> people just, you know, let one us know day if we you will want. be legal in Wisconsin. That's fine. Um, and yeah, if you want us to just like smoke that good kush and, and uh, listen to weird sex stuff with Emily and then put that on the Patreon, <laughs> oh, I'll God. do it. Oh, it's fine. Ugh. Anyways. It's really easy for me. Next ring of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Reddit. These are two stories. Okay. Ooh. So I went to one of my good old standard favorites of Let's Not Meet. Yay! I was literally going to be like, is it a Let's Not Meet? It is. Love that shit. This one was originally posted on Let's Not Meet, the French one. So the story. Mm-hmm. Reddit poster was Jehoi. Jehoi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. I got everything I have to say is nothing compared to finding sexual like pleasure Deviance. in serial killers. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned how fucking normal I am. <laughs> I want a do over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Quote. Uh-huh. At the time, I was 17 years old, and I was living for a few years in a small house with my mom after our parents divorced six years ago. The house wasn't huge. We had one floor with our bedrooms and then a small garden. We also have a dog who isn't really scary. It's one of those small dogs with a lot of hair. Cute. His biggest fault was that he barks a lot during the daytime. So anytime someone was close to the garden, he'd be barking. That annoyed me and my neighbors a lot. Except 
It is important to note that my dog never barks at night and always sleeps in bed with me. That's fucking adorable. One night. Uh huh. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. I knew you were going to fucking do that. Yeah, thanks. I had a dream where I heard a constant <laughs> dog barking. Uh oh. Uh oh. In my dream, it felt like it lasted a thousand years, but I think it really only lasted a few seconds. When I woke up from that nightmare, I didn't feel the weight of the dog on my feet. I felt like something was wrong. Oh, God. Oh, God. And uh-oh feeling. Mm-hmm. That's why these both have uh-oh feelings. Nice. That's why I picked them. That's awesome. And then I realized my dog was actually barking and growling. That's terrifying. I'm yes. sorry. If yes. I woke up in the middle of the night and Noelle was not laying at my feet because she does the same thing. She sleeps with me and she was somewhere barking. Fuck. I'm gonna die Yep. I didn't understand what was happening I just looked for my dog and saw him at the top of the stairs his head turned towards the front door Um, the door opening was the garage that was actually on the side of the front door I jumped out of bed rushed to the top of the stairs where my dog was and that's when I saw a shadow of a man just at the bottom of the stairs next to my front door No. I wasn't even able to shout I just picked my dog up in my arms and ran towards my mom's room my mom was just waking up. Um, she takes some medication to sleep, so it's very hard for her to wake up. Oh, God, yeah. And thank God, the door of her bedroom could be locked with a key. Oh, wow, yeah. Even though I was shaking, I locked the door. My mom understood what was happening when we heard footsteps coming up the stairs. We froze in a corner of her bedroom, and she grabbed her phone to call the police. We were trying to get a hold of the cops when the guy started shaking the door handle and then punching the door. No, 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 no. So scary. After a moment, he stopped and laughed. And that's when my mom had the good idea of shouting, I called the police. Get out. After another moment, we heard him going down the stairs, still laughing. Oh, my God. We didn't move until we heard the police officers. Laughing is the scariest thing it's a person can do. It's the fucking scariest thing. It's fucking terrifying. I hate that shit. That is a person who just delights psychotic. in making you scared. Something yeah. broke. Mm-hmm. Ugh. When they arrived, no one was there. In the living room, on the table, no, no. there was a note no, no. where he wrote, See you soon. No, no. No. They said later that apparently the guy got in and out via the garage, which had a back door that at the time we always left open. Immediately after that, we went to my grandparents for a while and moved into a new house a couple months later. God, what a stressful thing to have to do is just immediately uproot your life and move because you cannot spend another second in that place. Yeah. Awful. We never heard from this guy again, but we always check that every door is locked before going to bed, and I've had trouble falling asleep ever since. For almost a year after that, I waited until 4 a.m. to go to bed just to make sure he didn't find us and try and sneak into our home again. Wow. So. Fucking let's not meet. Yeah. Uh, good dog. Good dog. Sick-ass good dog. My question is, because Mm -hmm. in Milwaukee, I never left my doors unlocked. Mm Mm-hmm. Ever. Fucking ever. Right. Um, for, I mean, a multitude of reasons. But just general basic principle, if I'd yeah. never had anything traumatic happen to me, we still would have locked our doors. For sure. I was more hyper-focused about it. Yeah. 
And I think, I've also had my back door kicked in. Right. Which is terrifying. I think if if you're if you never had anything happen, your concern is like more about your stuff. Yeah. And so you lock the door. Right. But you can if something has happened, then you're worried about you. Yep. <laughs> the paranoia comes. Right. Um but I know like my college roommate was from a small town outside of Madison. Where nobody ever locked their nobody doors. Nobody locked their doors. Believe it. And I like dropped her off at her house one day because I was driving to Milwaukee and she was on the way. And I literally locked the car doors as we entered her neighborhood because I didn't fucking trust it because it all looked like cookie cutter houses and I was scared. Oh, God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, have you ever had a time where you've never been worried about locking your doors? I think I have felt that way in other people's homes if they felt assured about it. Like, we lived with Jake's mother for a while in Sparta. And in, like, a cute area of Sparta. Yeah. Like, a block off of downtown. Every Like, everywhere was pretty residential for blocks all around. Um, and they never locked their doors. And I get I mostly was just like, okay, I don't even have a key to this place. So, like, that's... Uh, we never did. We never needed one. It was just unlocked, and nothing ever happened, and there was nothing wrong. But um, I think in my own house, like, no. Our apartment, we I never felt like that at my mom's apartments because we lived in apartments, and you just really never know. <laughs> in an apartment complex, like, yeah. who the fuck is anyone in yep. that complex? Yep. Don't leave your doors unlocked. And now <laughs> where we fucking live no oh my god lock those doors there's three locks on the front door we lock all of them mm-hmm. it's the doorknob it's the deadbolt and then it's the chain always actually that one's the whatever metal thingy there's a chain on the back door too always at night like i have once jake has been out when i went to bed and he didn't have a key so i left it open I did not fucking like that. Like no. I was laying in bed like I die tonight. Like <laughs> we are just in a neighborhood where there's no fucking way right now. No. Like do not want to do it. But um I, I don't actually think it's a good idea anywhere. Right. Because like, you never know who's out there. Yeah. And like people are gonna drive into those neighborhoods specifically knowing they're gonna be easy targets. For sure. And you just might be there and you never know what they want. They might just want your stuff. Yeah. But they want might want more than that too. Yeah. We, we've heard and read and told tons of stories of, well, the person got in through the door because yeah. it fucking wasn't locked because we live in a suburb and we felt safe. And yeah. And a lot of the guys that go into the suburbs to do that are white dudes. So before you start getting any racial yep. profiling bullshit, oh, yeah. it's a lot of white dudes because they know yeah. they can drive out. Mm-hmm. And if they get stopped by the cops, they can explain why they're there without perking up any suspicions. Yeah, having all that privilege that you refuse to recognize and yet still benefit from um really helps you commit crimes yeah we've found yeah it's interesting so my next question because again we're on a magical journey called emily's train of thought on long road trips because i know you've driven cross country ish i yeah i mean i've driven like not all the way or anything but i've had long car rides yeah did you ever stop anywhere to sleep or did you just drive through the night i have slept at a rest stop Okay. Scary. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, no, you're going to tell me a story I don't want to hear. Oh, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I have also slept in some really shitty, ho- uh, like, motels. Yeah. Um, and yeah. those are creepy, too. Yeah. Great. Those are fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes there's bugs. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, sometimes you don't sleep in the bed. Sometimes the shower has weird stuff in it, and yeah. you're like, is that blood? I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> it's better to just sleep in your car. Yes. In the parking lot of the motel. Yeah. But I also found a story for that. I'm not telling it in this one, but I did also find a story for that, just which is not great. I, I'll try and find it again. Thank you. This is from MS Chow1005. This is a man, just so you know. Okay. This happened 24 years ago in July of 1996. That was so this is recent. Ago. Yes. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking 30 and I yep. keep forgetting. Yep. <laughs> Go on. Welcome to your 30s. Stop it. It's not, it's not quite yet. I have half a month. Fuck off. It's too late. Welcome to your 30s. <laughs> And starting um. the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, I just finished my term of service for the army. I was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, which if anybody knows, some weird shit goes down on the base at Fort Hood. Weird shit. My brother was stationed there. It's not great. Was there a shooting there at one point? I think point? so. Because I feel like There's I know that There's also been name. like abductions and a lot of like sexual assaults and that's not surprising. That's also, yeah, that's super not surprising for a military base. Like, what? we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, we probably will, actually. <laughs> we really will. Yeah. Um, and quote, I decided to, at midnight, I would process out and travel back to Wisconsin. Oh, shit. Okay. All day, I was so anxious that I had trouble sleeping. Finally, at 11.45 p.m., I got out of bed and went to go sign out with the desk sergeant. Of course, knowing people wanted to sign out at midnight, he decided to go do his rounds. You can't leave until you get your final sign-off with the sergeant and turning your room key. So I waited and waited, and finally at 2.45 a.m., he returned. That is so long. Yes. I'd be pissed. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome to the military. Jesus Christ, hurry I turned, up and wait. <laughs> yeah, I turned in my key and got the sign-off at 3.30 a.m., and I was on my way. At first, I was so full of adrenaline that I felt that I could drive for days. You're going to get so sleepy. Oh, no. Unfortunately, that adrenaline didn't last long. <laughs> and by that time I was getting through Dallas, I was nodding off. I decided just past Denton that I would pull over at the next, re next rest stop and take a quick nap until the sun came up. Because I could barely keep my eyes open. Yeah, that's the worst feeling ever. Pulled over, got out of my car, got some air, um, threw something away, looked around. Saw there were about three other cars and two semi-trucks. And it was a picnic stop, so not a rest stop, so there were no restrooms. Mm -hmm. um, I threw my trash away and glanced at a poster of a few missing persons, but I didn't pay attention to it. Fucking normal. I went back to my car, which was a basic Geo Metro. No radio, <laughs> no, no power windows, no power locks. I cracked the windows and turned on my boombox. Welcome to the 90s. <laughs> that I had in the car and laid down to get some sleep. He had a boombox yes. in the car. Yes. Separate from his yes. car. I love that. I was only asleep for maybe five or ten minutes when I felt my car shake a little. Nope. I cracked an eye open and looked and didn't see anything, so I blew it off and went back to sleep. I then heard what sounded like my door handle being pulled on no. and the scratching on the door. I then sat up quickly, but I didn't see anybody there. I looked at all the windows and I didn't see anyone. So again, shrugged it off as me being tired and laid back down and turned up the radio. No. Being a Texas night in July, it was hot, but I was tired. So I just laid back down. A few more minutes later, I heard the door handle again and the car really shook. I sat up quickly and saw a man standing at the passenger side looking in. Even though it was hot and humid, he was wearing a red sweatshirt with a hood up, and I couldn't see his face. 
being young and dumb and just out of the military and full of <laughs> yeah, and full of testosterone. Oh, I yelled not... at him, "What okay. the fuck do you want?" Yeah. He just stared at me. So like an idiot, I got out of the car. Mind when you, you're in the military, and you're just <laughs> like, I'm invincible. They've been yeah. teaching me to be invincible. Yeah. <laughs> they have good. taught me I am better than God. Right. <laughs> Mind you, I am only 5'6", but I was pissed. He just walked off towards the picnic tables like nothing happened. All the while, I'm yelling at him and that if he came back, I would take him out. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that guy was not expecting or wanting that reaction. Well, I decided I would just drive from, from there. I got back in and went on my way. And even though I was so upset, only about 10 miles down the road, I was super tired again. Luckily, about 10 miles down on the I-35, there was another picnic stop. It's not far enough. Not sure why North Texas doesn't have rest areas, but they don't. Some states don't have any of that shit at yep. all. Yep. It's a bad idea. So I pulled into the second picnic stop and backed into the spot just in case I needed to leave quickly. Not sure why, but there was only one other car there and no semi-trucks. I again locked the doors, cracked the windows, and turned on my boombox. Fell asleep right away, and about 30 minutes later, I heard a loud thud on my driver's side window. Fuck to the no. I jumped up and looked around, and no one was there. I got out of the car, which was very stupid. But I had my macho military attitude going. No one was around. I assumed it was my nerves from the other stop. I got back into my car, locked the doors again, and closed my eyes. This time I was too amped up to fall asleep, so I just laid there with my eyes closed. I felt that someone was looking at me. And I opened my eyes and saw the guy standing there again with the red sweatshirt, hood up. No. Couldn't see his eyes, but I could see he was smiling. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no. I popped up quick and tried to quickly open the door to bump him, but being a cheap geo, since the doors were locked, it didn't open. Sure, it's, yeah, because yeah. they're just lock-locked. There's no, like, power locks. No. You, you got to push that yeah. motherfucker down. Yep, or <laughs> pull it up. <laughs> yeah. So he walked backwards, still staring at me. By that time, I got out, and he was about 30 feet away facing me. It was still dark, but he looked real skinny, about 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, still felt like I could take him. I mean, maybe. 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 He was wearing the red hooded sweatshirt, blue jeans, green tennis shoes. For some reason, I thought the shoes looked odd. Um, so I grabbed a bat that I kept in the backseat of my car and started yelling at him to come get some. <laughs> Not sure why I said that. <laughs> because your adrenaline's pumping and you don't yep, even know what you're, you're saying. You're tired. The yeah. adrenaline is pumping. You might have to like beat a dude today. Yeah. <laughs> he started walking towards me and I took a few steps towards him again, not really thinking. I got about five feet from my car and he was about now 15 feet away from me when a yellow van pulled up real quick and parked just off to the side of my car. Oh, no. I finally realized what was happening, and I saw two guys also wearing hooded sweatshirts in the van. Before they could get out, I ran back to my car. I'd left the keys in the ignition, and since I'd backed in, I was able to cut it hard right and peeled my car out of there. I was so lucky being a manual car that I didn't stall it because the other two guys were out of the van. Oh, Christ, yeah. And the first guy was just about at my car. I jumped back on the interstate and didn't stop until I was about 20 miles into Oklahoma. I stopped for gas to use the restroom. In the restroom, I noticed the same flyer I'd barely glanced at at the first picnic stop. It was basically a flyer with several missing persons on it oh. and a warning not to stop for long periods of time at the rest areas. Because yellow vans are just picking people up. 
It described oh a possible suspect being six foot, wearing blue jeans with green shoes and a red hooded sweatshirt. Exact dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Needless to say, since it was daylight, I drove the rest of the way to Wisconsin wide awake. I mean, yeah, I don't. I would never. I couldn't even look at a rest stop. Yeah. <laughs> For again. Holy he shit. never reported it. Ugh. Well, like when he posted the Reddit, he didn't report it, but then people in the Reddit comments were yelling at him for not reporting it. So he reported it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, okay. But also, like, I get it. Yeah. I get why people are like, well, what's my thing going to add to the pile? Right. I'm fine. I don't have like, any information. I didn't get, like, the license plate. Right. But they also, like, he realized, like, later in the comments, he didn't really talk about it, but he saw something metal glinting in oh. the guy's hand. Like a knife. Yeah. Oh, scary. Yeah. Damn. He sounds like his um his response is definitely fight, because he can't even explain why he did half the shit he did, but he was ready to beat a dick. Yeah. Like he was going yeah. to do it. That's really funny. Um. Like I don't like as a fight person, I wouldn't have gotten out of the car. I yeah. That's um. That's a whole. That's a man's level. Yeah. A fight where yeah. it's like, I'm probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, I realize I can scrap like no mm. other, but also. But you're not going to put yourself in the situation. I'm not going to throw myself as a five foot three and three quarters height person <laughs> against somebody who's six, two, six, three. Where, like, when you are in a car, you've got a car there. Yeah. I have a mobile weapon. Right. And if he wants to fucking come for me, I will run him over. Mm-hmm. I have no hesitations about that. Yeah. Like, you think there are cameras at that rest stop no <laughs> i will run you over you will and die I will back up <laughs> and no one will ever and I will run you over again <laughs> no one will know no one will fucking know <laughs> like i guess i'll call the cops depending on the era and whether right. or not they're actually gonna arrest me real shit real shit uh so yeah that does make me thank you for uh, reminding me that i did sleep at a rest stop once yeah I, you're welcome i can't i'm not Look, I wasn't doing this podcast at the time. I probably would have <laughs> rethought it. But I, I mean, also you gotta sleep where you gotta sleep, and those—that's what they're designed for. Unfortunately, right. though, people are gross. People abuse that, yeah. It's fucked up, and it makes for easy targets. Yeah, especially when it's like you're in the middle of like I don't even know where I was. Kentucky. Ooh, and you're just sort of like, ooh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know where the fuck I am for a thousand miles all around me, but. Nothing better happened to me. <laughs> um, look, like we run a podcast about survivors and we still do dumb shit sometimes, don't yeah, just like do sometimes as we it's say. unavoidable. Not as we do. It's true. Sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do, yeah. but and you've gotta you just you try and be smart about it, but like there are certain risks that sometimes you just have to take. Right. Be aware of and your recognize whether you are fight, flight, <laughs> yeah. freeze, or fawn. Leave yourself the opportunities to do the yep. things you need to do. <laughs> If Whether you were that's fighter, weapons check or the state, yeah, check, check the state laws mm-hmm. on weapons. If you were at the legal age to carry it. Right. Be better not gun. But like, yeah. Just like, you know. But also then know how to use it. Right. And, uh. Mm. Damn. If that's all else creepy. fails, just bring a whole fucking can of gasoline. I was just going to say, like, are you good? You just also, end our podcast. <laughs> stay safe. Hey, yeah, we love you all very much. Please stay safe. Be We're smart. sorry about the world. Be smart. If you don't feel safe going to protests, do not go to protests. They are dangerous as fuck right now. Yeah. Do, you know, keep giving to places. Yep. 
do donations if you can't physically go. Let your voice be heard. Don't stay mm-hmm. quiet on social media. Right? There's there's some really good, like, obviously, same stuff as before at bond funds. Always need yep. Those are help. coming back. So mm-hmm. any funds that they had saved up are probably going to get depleted real soon because right. they it's are definitely doing happening. very secret arrests again. So, yeah. Stay vigilant. Stay safe. And don't forget your can of gasoline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real shit. Oh, my God. You said it this time. I did. I love that. <laughs> I like the gasoline one. Me, too. It's more Me proactive too. than water. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you get hit by lightning like seven times <laughs> and you need that shit. <laughs> Emily, did you forget? I didn't. <laughs> I never do. Uh-huh.